0: This podcast was produced by or FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.
1: Well, last night uh, on or FM, if you were tuned in at nine o'clock, you would have heard uh, Series Three of Dark Dunedin, the thriller podcast, which uh, we've uh, been so proud to be part of in terms of uh, it being recorded here at ORE FM Dunedin. The series writer Emily Duncan joins us in the studio now. Morena, Emily, lovely to have you with Morena, us. Morena,
0: thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me.
1: Series 3, um, I know we caught up around uh, uh, about the, the launch of Series 2. For those who uh, have not yet caught up with Dark Dunedin, uh, A, shame on you, and B, you must do it because all of the podcasts of all of the series are up and available for you to listen to any time on ORFM. Um, Take us back to the origins of this series and set the scene for the story for us.
0: All right. So uh, the story, it revolves around the main character, Louise Hepburn, uh, played by Julie Edwards, who's an actor who will be familiar to um, many Dunedin audiences and, um, you know, we've had great pleasure working with Julie right through all three seasons. So the stories are told from her point of view and it starts in the Dunedin town belt. So the town belt was almost a character in the first season and it revolves around a crime and I don't want to say too much because I realise those who haven't listened they need to jump on the website and go back right to the start and listen to it Uh, and then season 2 picked up the story and season 2 left on a real cliffhanger will Louise make it but with season 3 clearly she is back
1: Okay, season 3 is uh, does this wrap up the story do you think
0: it wraps up Dark Dunedin. There are no plans at this stage to do any more Dark Dunedin, but also uh, I think leaves it with some good questions as to what will they do with their lives now. Yeah.
1: Or well, um, uh, do tune in and listen, and I'll tell you about some broadcast times shortly. But also, of course, the podcast, as I said, and this is uh, this is the thing, isn't it? The, uh, initially, when this series uh, was launched, part of uh, Fringe Festival, and yeah, and 2018. 2018 and, you know, this world of podcasting, which, you know, we've seen just accelerate um, around the globe, really, haven't we? And, and and this is the thing. You wanted to be able to bring it in, into people in kind of the traditional ways, the tra- traditional ways of being sort of, you know, turn on your electric radio and, mm-hmm. and, and sit around and tune in together at a certain time because there's something lovely about being able to do that. But also, of course, the huge convenience and being able to take this this kind of living book with you wherever you go. If you carry it around on your phone, right, or whatever else you might be able to listen to it on.
0: Yeah, and you can you can visit the sites and the story as well. That was something. Um, so we're really thinking about those different avenues to accessibility, like you said, sit around the radio, but also listen to it anywhere, any time. Um, but also, it's very much a Dunedin story. So if you're listening to the podcast and think, "Oh, I'd like to go explore that site. I didn't know it was there." You can do that. Mm. Yeah
1: did you grow up listening to any radio drama
0: i don't think you're a bit young for that yeah i mean i i remember as a kid in the 80s maybe uh radio new zealand used to do more children's Uh, programming back then I think I'm not sure if they still do Uh, they haven't done a great deal of um, radio drama production which is great that the likes of Otago Access Radio are making it possible um, to produce those types of shows Uh, no but I, I do like listening to podcasts I like that really you're just focusing on listening and then it allows the listener to further build up that world in their mind
1: the actors involved in this series, um, for some of them, this would have been a new experience too, I imagine.
0: Yeah, for some of them, it was, and it's it's quite a different experience to maybe acting on stage where you have much more of a sense of where you are to going into the recording booth here and saying, OK, just imagine you're here, you've just come from there. But I have to say, they really... Um, stepped up to the challenge, and it's great to be able to provide a platform for local talent like that.
1: You, as a writer of Plays, Mm -hmm. will have uh, been very used to considering how this thing plays out in a physical sense before. Now you've put yourself in a situation of, of, of putting the responsibility back on the listeners to to let that thing happen in their brain, to create the pictures and the scenes and the people and the faces and the clothes and the and the setting of, of these Dunedin places for themselves, that would have been an interesting process for you.
0: Yeah, and it's a lot of almost back and forwards in the editing post-production stage. So um, you can think a lot about, you know, what sound effects you're going to put in and um, how you can create... Attention, uh, with that, and I've been really lucky this whole time to be able to work with Otago Access Radio and specifically Domi here around that post production uh, to have another set of ears and the expertise thing okay, how much do you give the audience um, and how much do you let them fill in with their minds?
1: We should say, of course, that this is a prospect part, productions mm-hmm. production. Yes, uh, and um, you know, HK J Kilkelly's made a uh, Um, a great contribution to this series as well as a producer and uh, that partnership um, will have continued to evolve through the the writing and the production of the three series
0: absolutely I think for um, both of us when we when I first went to HJ with this idea neither of us really knew what we were getting ourselves into and we've been very fortunate over is so it three years now, that we've both got a clear idea of what we sort of both need to do to make it happen, yeah.
1: What is your hope for this series in terms of what it might leave people with, um, it, it, you know, as an experience? Uh, is it, Do you hope that, that it might perhaps reignite further opportunities to create this kind of work Um, for this kind of audience?
0: Absolutely. I think this is a sort of um, project that is very specifically um, based in Dunedin but then can be beamed out to the world. It very much tells a story from this place and invites people to explore the city as well Um, one thing I will say about season 3 is there's some I think really fun lovely nostalgic stuff for people maybe who remember the very original fortune theatre so we invite people to go back in time and history as well
1: Yeah. When you put on another production, a, a, a play in a theatre, uh, you're, I guess, hopeful that uh, someone will be out there reviewing it and you might get a positive review and you might sell a few more tickets. This is a kind of different thing. Have you been keeping an ear on, on the response to this series?
0: I have now and then in the past, and it's, it's really exciting when I hear feedback from someone, say, overseas who's never been to Dunedin, and they're really drawn into the story, uh, and, and that's great, Yeah.
1: Now I know that um, this project is kind of you know you, this was in the can just a, a few weeks ago. We kind of wrapped it up and 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 saved it special like for our our listeners to tune into. And perhaps it's a good time to mention now that we will be replaying uh, this series three. On Sunday, uh, this coming, so what a great thing to do uh, over the long weekend. Uh, One o'clock, you can hear it on the old fashioned wireless, and of course, that's 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. So, if you've got someone who loves, you know, you think might like the experience of uh, appointment radio, uh, perhaps if you're listening on FM and you know, you know, your mother or father might enjoy it on their. Their wireless, their fifteen seventy five AM. Tell them about it because it's uh, a great experience to do that with others uh, if you can. One o'clock on Sunday, uh, but of course you find the podcast up from our website and all over the place actually, and all your, all your usual platforms for podcasts. But you can go to oar dot org dot nz to find it. So make Darktown Eden three uh, an experience for you this weekend if you didn't catch the broadcast or podcast already. Uh, but I know that this is uh, kind of behind you now in that sense. Um, and But you have got some interesting things going on, uh, and you had a recent development reading of your new full-length play, Snowblind. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so this was a, a, a script that um, well, I, as a writer in Prospect Park, started developing and writing last year. And um, this was really the second workshop reading of the script on Sunday, and we were really fortunate again, another great Dunedin site to be able to hold the reading uh, at Olverston. Um, and it was a it was a free event for those who attended. Um, again, able to engage six local actors, and um, for those of who attended, you will see there was there's a sort of link between the story and the play, even though it's not set there, and the Olverston. Um, house so yeah it's really fun to think about different places where you can stage such things and get the community involved in some of the development process of creating a work because so often with these things you know they see the end product and have no idea how it got there
1: some really interesting things going on we have got arcade theater companies productions just i think kicks off this weekend oh, yeah i think th- um, thursday there's the verbatim mm-hmm. readings of um the, the, Cabri's. Story about the Cabris women also at Twitter is, I think, is the venue for that. Yes, I understand that. How are you feeling about the scene
0: at the moment? Uh, I, you know, kudos to everyone who is making work, and there's a really, I think, great array of work happening. Um, But I also say it's really tough without the infrastructure that's needed to um, sustain and create theatre. And also, importantly, sustain the people who work in theatre and bring new skills and talent in. I think too often, you know, we might see some great talent, but they go elsewhere. And this isn't just, you know, the people you see, the actors. This is all the work that goes on. On behind. There's lots of potential opportunities there with um, the right uh, support and structures in place. And also, I mean, how fortunate are we in Aotearoa that we can actually hold live performances without people wearing face masks? I mean, this is a real special point of difference that I'd like to see leveraged.
1: You've been keeping a weather eye on the uh, deliberations around the 10 year plan and all the discussions oh, around you're going draw venue? me into this Well, are go you? on. <laughs> What do you reckon?
0: Uh, well, I, I'm i going to tell you how I catch my words. And yes, and the Prospect Park did present to the 10-year plan um, process. Ooh. With how it was presented, um, two key things. One, I don't know, I don't believe it accurately reflects the uh, the consultation that took place um, after the closure of the Fortune Theatre. um, I'm probably going to do three things, actually. uh, Two, there's not... It's quite... It's really difficult to make an informed decision when you're told there are two theatre options. Basically, do up two different buildings and that doesn't recognise all the other stuff that has to go on to make theatre. And, yeah, that really brings me to the third point. You know, theatre isn't just about... A lovely building. Uh, it's about the community. It's about the people um, who make it. And um, whenever, yes, we need a, a really great performance venue, as does the music industry. But that will be years down the track. We we need stuff now.
1: All right. Well, we'll keep uh, uh, a continued weather eye on the yeah. developments <laughs> and there's certain amounts of discussion across uh, across the sector, across the creative sector in general, and of course. Uh, the issue's kind of been pushed pushed off a little bit while the, uh, some further consultation goes on.
0: <laughs> More data collection. More data collection. That's <laughs> yeah. um, what you do with it.
1: Yeah, indeed. OK, well, look, <laughs> hey, thanks for, for for talk being prepared to talk about that because it's such an interesting topic right now and it's an important one for many in the sector. All right, so, look, uh, Emily, Darkton Eden, uh, it's out there now. All three series available for you to enjoy. Uh, Online and take it with you wherever you want. There's all sorts of ways you can do it. You've got your usual podcast platforms, of course. I really do encourage you to to hop online and put on your phone or whatever you take around with you the accessmedia.nz app because that gives you an opportunity to stream the station, to catch all of the podcasts, but not only that, all the 11 other community access stations across Aotearoa uh, put all of their content up on there as well. And as we were talking earlier this morning with Sasha Borisenko, there's great stuff going across. Uh, the sector, perhaps not quite as great as Darkton Eden though Emily, it was really really great fun to be part of this production Um, completely new experience for all of us here at ORFM as well, so thank you for the opportunity. Thank you
0: for taking the the risk and the challenge with us and we're we're so grateful and, and pleased that we're able to do the whole journey with you guys.
1: Great. Emily all the best for your continued work and all the best for Prospect Park Productions as well.
0: Thank you.